Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer, so I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. Yeah. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hi there, everyone. Kate and Dory here. That's us, your old friends. (laughs) The voices in your headphones, Kate and Dory, are here to say that we are taking one more little break. Little little old break here. Little rest and relaxation time for us. Uh, And we are replaying old episodes. And we have our dear, beloved Midwestern correspondent, Nora McInerney. We are replaying her episode from May 2018, Just Say No, where Nora basically just dazzles us with her brilliance and wisdom literally about living a honest and whole life as a human yes that's a great way of summarizing it she's just the best we love nora we love getting to talk to her we know you will enjoy this one yeah Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Kate Spencer. I'm Dory Shafrir. And we are not experts. We're just two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And I am nibbling on mango. Yep. In a microphone. (laughs) I'm going to put it down. Putting it down. (laughs) Nibbling on that dried mango. 
for your ears. <sighs> Hi, Dory. Hi, Kate. How are you doing? I'm feeling good. Good. I mean, we have a shared update. We do. I mean, we're, it's taking place separately from each other, but we're both in the same space of like mm-hmm. mindset, rather, I think is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Which is home reorganization now do you ever worry when you're reorganizing your home that you're doing it in place of doing something else like is there ever for you like i should be doing work but instead i'm gonna clean out this drawer no because for me home organization has traditionally taken such a back seat Mm -hmm. that it's like okay i'm finally doing this i'm a little bit of both yeah yeah um also you know we rent so I think a lot of my procrastination, not even procrastination, just like not really investing time or money into organizing has been like, well, how long are we really going to be in this house anyway? And like, I don't, I like our house, but I don't, like, I don't love our house and we don't own our house. So like, how much am I going to put into it has been this sort of like ongoing question. And then lately now we've been in the house for three and a half years and it's like okay I want to like feel like this house is like working for me yeah you want to be fully settled right so that was part of what reorganizing the office was about which I've talked about on the podcast and then um, I mentioned this briefly on last week's episode but as part of my birthday present my husband and I went to the container store not only did you go to the container store, but you accomplished the organization in the day. Yes. That was great. Because normally it's like the the trip to the container store is one event. Yes. And then the actual organization is like a whole other thing. Not for you. No. Well, so just to paint a little picture for the listeners. Get out your brush. Um, My kitchen, our, our house was built in like 1926 and I, and the kitchen at least the cabinets and the layout of the kitchen are original. Wow. So it's not exactly set up for like modern living. And there's this like weird nook that I think was supposed to be like an eating area, but that is actually too small to really comfortably eat in. So we had gotten a table for it that just turned out to be a depository for crap. The dumping ground. The dumping ground. And it just always looked like shit. And we don't have, like, our kitchen is small and badly laid out. We don't have a lot of counter space. It was just such wasted space, but it was always like, oh, well, it's not like we're going to build cabinets. Right. Or, so, but you also and have a separate dining table. And now we have a separate dining table. But when we moved into the house, we did not. Oh. Our living room was arranged differently and we didn't have a dining table. Okay. So we ended up, like, eating dinner on the couch. You never actually used the tiny table. We never used the, the tiny nook. table. you know, maybe we used it once, but like we really never used it. Um, And then recently Matt was like, I'm going to figure out how to make this work for us. And he started like taking all these measurements and like he went onto the container store's website and he's like, I found what we're going to put there. And I was like, okay. And he showed it to me and it was that, do you know that like intermetro shelving that they sell there. It's that like they specific sell there. to the container store. I don't or know if it's specific maybe... to the container store. I mean, years ago I had, so I learned that these are different lines of the same company. One is called Metro shelving. One is called intermetro shelving. I don't know these specific. They're lines. like, they're basically like wire shelves that I'm familiar with them. Like visually yeah. I've seen them many so times. So I think the Metro shelving is more kind of commercial looking. 
um, and the intermetro seems to be more for like home use. So he found these setups that also had like a butcher block top so we could have more counter space. And do more cutting. And, and do more cutting. And, you cooking. know, one of the things that I've been saying is like we have a stand mixer that is like buried deep in a cabinet. Kate, I think I described it to you as like being essentially booby trapped. Yes. <laughs> it's going to fall on your head. <laughs> well, it was on, it was on in a, in a cabinet that was actually like close to the ground, but it was so far back and it was, um, in front of it were like literally like 20, like glass bottles, vases, water bottles. Like it just, you right. had to take so much stuff. You're never out. using it. We never used it. Um, and I actually really like to bake. And so that was like, it was like impossible to bake in our kitchen. I think it's also important to note, like you and, and Matt, your husband, both do enjoy hosting, cooking, like you're, you like being in a kitchen. You got mm-hmm. him a sous vide thing one, yeah. at one point for a birthday. Like, I got him a green egg. That is a thing that cooks meat? It's a smoker. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, and I've had a brisket from yeah. that he made yeah. and it was amazing. He really likes to cook. Right. So you want your kitchen to be usable. Yes. It's a space that you both exactly. will use and enjoy. Exactly. So we went to the container store. We found what we needed. It's all, it all comes in pieces. You have to assemble it. Um, we put it together. Matt is good at like house stuff and he's good at fixing things and putting things together. And so we did that. And then like, even, you know, we, we bought two poles that were the wrong size. They were too tall, but he was like, Oh, I'll just get out my metal cutter. (laughs) Where does he keep that? In the shed. Oh, a metal cutter. Yeah. So he fixed it. So we fixed it. Oh boy. I would not know how to do that. And then it was set up and then he was like, okay, let's like, let's do this. And then you reorganized everything you put, pulled everything out of shelves yeah we were like what do we really what do we need to be more accessible and I was like well I want the stand mixer to at least be able me to be able to access it and he was like our mixing bowls like I want them to be more accessible and I was like I you know so all this and we had stuff in different places I mean one of the things that you learn if you ever hire a professional organizer is they tell you to put like with like so you know if you say say you have like three frying pans you shouldn't have like one in the pot rack one in the cabinet and one like under the sink right they should all be together. they should all be in the same place so we had a lot of stuff that was the same but it was scattered in different places interesting we also got rid of some stuff like there were some pots and pans that we never use or like stuff that i had had like i literally i was like oh these ikea pots i bought when i lived in philadelphia in like 2003 like I think it's time for these to go um so yeah so that felt amazing and so far it's like I almost can't believe it it looks great you posted you you shared a photo and it looks amazing I shared a before and after on on our Instagram stories um it, it it just like it just feels so much better and now I have I have these, I'm like, oh, I can tackle the rest of the kitchen. Like for so, for basically the whole time we've lived there, the kitchen has just felt like this like oppressive, cluttered space. Like there just wasn't room for everything. Plus you don't have a dishwasher. So you're, yep. you have a drying rack. Like that takes up an enormous yep. amount of counter space. Yep. Yeah, that's hard. So it was really a wonderful birthday. And how have you used the new nook at all? Like, have you been using that cutting board, not cutting board, but you know what I mean? The counter space. Yeah. I've already, I've already been using it. Um, 
and and it also having all of that new storage has freed up some storage in some other places. It's like a puzzle. It is like a puzzle. So it's it's been really, really good. And also, you know, I think my husband and I both tend to accumulate things. Mm-hmm. Same over here. Yeah. yeah. And so he has been like, oh, we need to get rid of stuff. That's and great. Like, yes. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I think we're both in this mode now. And maybe I think I think you purge and then you learn how to not accumulate so much stuff in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. So and it's, that's a ongoing process. It is an ongoing process. It's very process. hard to break that habit. Uh-huh. I struggle with that massively. Yeah. But, you know, I'm excited to bake. Bake Baking as something. self-care. Can you bake those Allison Roman shortbread chocolate chip yes, cookies again? Yes, I can. And you know what else that I, what else, I, another thing I like to bake are these, they're, they're paleo chocolate chip cookies that are actually oh. really Good. I think I've had the ones that you make. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're great. They're made with almond flour. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm. almond flour is delicious. It is good. I mean, they cost like five times as much as a regular chocolate chip <laughs> yeah. cookie, but they're delicious. It tastes great. It tastes great. Every bite is worth a million dollars. Kate, yes. you also put on our Instagram recently mm-hmm. um, one of your reorganization projects. And it looked, it was, it was calming to look at it. I have to say. I was really like touched by the response. Oh, well, because when it's your own home, you're like, I don't know if anyone's going to think this looks impressive, but the, we have, um, in my bedroom, there is a closet that is essentially like the linen closet for the whole house. And also like the medical closet, you know, like where, cold medicine is where band-aids are it's also where we keep like the extra soap and the extra deodorants that we buy at costco that we probably don't need but we still buy uh and then also like the irons there it's basically one we don't have a we 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 live in a smaller sized house we don't have a lot of closet space so this is kind of it it's all where all the towels are where all the sheets are some pillows and it's also a very tall closet so it's we, like, so you can't, there's like a whole section. We have very high ceilings in this room. So you can't like, you have to put stuff away with a ladder. So it's a whole thing. But the bottom half of it, that's about, you know, six feet high was a disaster. It was a true unmitigated, just a chaos swirl of shit. And every time I opened, like it was the kind of thing where I'd be like shoving towels back in to even get the door closed and the door wouldn't close all the way because things were just pouring out of it. And it's also that thing where like I had a basket of samples for sample size things, but then we were just throwing the medical stuff. Like there was, it was just. And it was hard to find stuff. It was impossible. Nothing was labeled. I mean, it was just gross. And we also had so many like queen size sheets and we don't have a queen size bed anymore. Like it was just it was just filled with stuff. Yeah. Now I, what I did was I looked on Ikea's website and I like planned ahead for the products that I thought would work. Some of them were things that we already are using in the home that I knew like fit in the closet, like this big weird mesh basket that they make. That's like a part of their closet system, but we use it. We actually use it in a cupboard in our kitchen and it's something that I really like. And so I kind of went shelf by shelf And I was like, what will work for each of these sections? 
Now, I can't quite remember if I purged first and then went to Ikea, which is what you should do, but I always do it wrong. I always feel like I buy the things. I think I might have actually purged first and then gone. I don't, my brain is just not working that far back. It was literally like two weeks ago, but, um, and I was able to, I got rid of a lot of towels. I got Mm. rid of a lot of sheets. I mean, just tons of sheets. And I donated them all to our local animal shelter, which takes blankets and towels and sheets for the animals. That's a great, like, if you have a ton of used, worn blankets and sheets that might not, um, you might not be able to donate elsewhere. Like an animal shelter is a great place to check out if they will take it. So I, I sent all that stuff there. And then I also just purged through all our fucking medical supplies. And boy, did we have a lot of stuff like, like my husband had a, um, a cyst removed from his shoulder earlier this year and it's fine. It's healed. But for some reason, like all the bandage, this was a year ago, actually not this year, over a year ago, this happened. And all the bandages that the doctor gave him extra that he had never used were just shoved it. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) totally, there was just a lot of that. And so what I did was I bought different kinds of bins. I labeled everything everything with my label maker. Yes. And at Ikea, I found these amazing stackable small bins with lids. And so whereas I had, I was now able to double up on my space Mm. on these shelves. It was truly, it's a true gift. Now, is it annoying when I like want to go get a bandaid and it's in the lower box and I have to pull the bigger box out? It's a little bit of like a dance. But when you live in a smaller space, I think that's just what you have to do. Yeah. Like I don't have 50 freaking closets. So it really freed up so much space. And I was able to label like first aid, cold and flu kind of stuff. Oh, amazing. Sample sizes and then a nail polish container. Then I have a bin with all our travel stuff because we have 8 million like travel bags and a travel hairdryer and now my, my travel humidifier that I got. And you know, that, that kind of mm-hmm. junk that was just floating around. And then another bin for the hot water bottle, the heating pad, the iron, the steamer, mm-hmm. that pile of shit. Hot things. Hot things. <laughs> I mean, like you just have, and then another big bin for like the extra toothbrushes that yep. are just, again, we're just like, I mean, it looked like this closet was bursting at the seams and everything is now in a container and on the container is a label. And it freed up enough room that I was able to add in like a box where I just put cords because there were all these mm. like, you know, iPhone cords that would just kind of live on wherever, whatever space, the floor, the bedside table. And I was able to store those. I was able to make a little memory box of little like treasures that end up in my room, like notes that my kids write me and stuff like that. And that can go in there. I love that. So I feel like, and then also Dory, as previously discussed, the purged products that I put in a shoebox from my bathroom. Oh yes. Those fit in the closet. There is enough room that I could shove those in there and it still looks neat and organized. And I tell you what, like the rest of my house is still a disaster. It's such, it's a mess. There's stuff everywhere. I can't even, there's a diorama sitting on a chair in our kitchen that I have no idea where my kid doesn't want to throw it out. I don't know where it's supposed to go. It's a huge shoebox diorama (laughs) of pica. Pika is a small mouse-like animal that lives in cold climates. Oh, hmm. uh, just so you know. So there's there's just shit everywhere. Right. But this one closet brought me so much fucking joy. Like every time I open it, 
one, I'm like, oh my God, it's so organized. And two, like I did this. Isn't that the best feeling? Yes. Now the only annoying thing, and I, I don't know if this is just me, but I feel like anytime I purge a closet, it still is stuffed to the max. Like I have this, mm. this kind of bin for towels mm-hmm. and I had done the laundry and folded the towels in the laundry. And then when I put them all into the bin, I was still shoving the bit like, just, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I never just have one towel. Yeah. I'm still feel like I'm maxed out. Yeah. But in a more contained way that is manageable. I, I mean, I just don't. There's no other way around it. You know what I mean? Like I just. It sounds like you made huge progress. I did. I mean, I, I, and also the other thing I will say, first of all, I got all the bins at Ikea. I love, I love Ikea. And anytime I say that to people, they're horrified because Ikea, I think can be a really stressful experience. I find their organizational bins to be pretty good and affordable. Now I love a container store, but I find I spend too much too much money there Mm -hmm. that being said i originally had dollar store bins in this closet and they were not good quality Mm. and so i feel like you like and i found this with all the dollar store bins i purchased they like stretched out and broken very quickly and i had purchased them because i was trying to do it affordably but i was definitely sacrificing some quality so the ikea products that i bought so far have felt like the price was good but also that they are going to hold up We'll see how that goes over the long term. I can't wait to hear. Um, because I do think sometimes you like for <laughs> this is another topic, but I had a really bad kitchen moth problem. Oh, yeah. And it was disgusting. And I had a lot of like dollar store cereal holders and stuff. And I went to the container store and I just fucking sucked it up. And I spent a ton of money on these like fancy um, kitchen food right. containers and they're airtight and we have not had a moth like and I also cleaned everything out yeah went through a whole yeah we've been talking about getting some really good airtight containers I will show you the ones I bought because I researched these and they're fantastic and kitchen moths I mean they were it was in every food they would fly out in my face every time I opened the cabinet and even with the traps they weren't completely they were not going away and they were getting yeah, I had kitchen moths in my old apartment in in containers that were allegedly airtight uh-huh. and were not uh-huh it's disgusting yeah. so sometimes I do think you if if you're really trying like trying to get rid of the moths or really trying to accomplish like true organization it does help to invest in products that will really do the job yeah. but I have found that Ikea has some really great organizational tools if you really know what you need and your spaces are measured I measured all the shell like I really went to Ikea and put a lot of like measured everything before I purchased it, but they have a great return policy. So if you mess up, it's okay. I love Ikea. I love it. (sighs) Well, well, I'd love to hear from our listeners about their organization projects. I would. And you know what else I love? Send us photos. We could share it on the Instagram stories. Oh, that's such a good idea. It'd be fun to see other people's organized spaces. And here, I would love to know where you buy um, organizational tools. Cause also sometimes there are some good hacks. Totally. You know, so, totally. so hook us up. Um, so go to our Instagram at forever 35 podcast and just slide into our DMS, send us some photos or, or tag us and we will put them on our story. Yeah. Um, you can also leave us a voicemail at seven, eight, one, five, nine, one, zero, three, nine, zero, or email us at forever 35 podcast at gmail.com. And holler at us in Facebook group, www.facebook.com slash group slash forever 35 podcast. And it would be great if you could leave us a review on Apple podcasts and also tell a friend about the show. 
Well, on that note, we're going to take a quick break. Time for a break. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short. The Super Power Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me, let me just tell you why. Yeah. Get into it. Do you want to tell me why? No, no. I was just (laughs) going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes. That's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh God, like get this off of me. No, thank once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it could like, be. Yes. Also like summer sweat under those underwires. It's like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So, This is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be Redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden 
or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or, or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry and so much more. Like truly the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever 35. You know, one thing I think is really kind of interesting about skin, my skin, but all skin, is that like what it needs now in my 40s is not what I needed in my 30s. Totally. Definitely not what I needed in my 20s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, how are you supposed to know what your skin needs? It's hard. It's hard to know. Especially when there's just like so many products out there, the overwhelm is real. It's a struggle to even know how to get the results you want, what products to start with. This is why we're super excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed medications that are clinically proven to help. I have used Apostrophe. I love it. They will pair you with a board-certified dermatologist who literally creates a personalized treatment plan for your skin. I have done this a few times now. It is so easy to do their online consultation. You upload photos 
And like within a few weeks, I had done the consultation and received my treatment plan and my product. Amazing. And that is how I became a tretinoin gal. I love the tretinoin that they sent me. I love their sunscreen. Both products have been amazing on my skin. And you, Forever 35 listeners, can get a special deal from Apostrophe. You can get your first visit for only $5. That's at apostrophe.com slash forever35 when you use our code forever35. Now that is a savings of $15. I like that. This code is only available to Forever 35 listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash forever35 and click get started. And then use our code forever35 at sign up and you will get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. And now we're going to hear from our guest, the one and only Nora McInerney. Our guest today is Nora McInerney. Nora is the host of the podcast, Terrible Thanks for Asking, the author of the memoir, It's Okay to Laugh, parentheses, crying is cool too, close parentheses, and the founder of the nonprofit organization, Still Kicking, which was inspired by a t-shirt her husband Aaron wore when he had a seizure that later revealed his brain cancer. And Still Kicking uses money raised from the sale of t-shirts like Aaron's and other merchandise, donation-based workouts and other events to financially support a monthly still kicking hero, which is really, really awesome. You do amazing work. And Nora lives in Minneapolis and is I also do. a mother. Uh, mother, <laughs> mother to the max. Um, and thank you for not leading with that. Uh, because I feel like as soon as you're a mom, people are like, she's a mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what else matters? Nothing. No, your so... whole identity is your children. You <laughs> should know that by now. I, I'm slowly coming to grips with that fact. Uh, that I'm now just like so-and-so's mom. It's hard. It's, uh, and also the hard thing is when you start referring to yourself as that. Like if you're meeting another parent at a child's school and they're trying to place you and then you're like, oh, I'm, you know, so-and-so's mom. And they're like, oh, right. You know, that you that does become part of who you who you are. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's a great bio and also such a great description of Still Kick. And I feel like when people ask me to talk about it, um, I am, I the elevator speech is like the Willy Wonka elevator. Like, I don't know where we're going or when it will end. And, um, and it's, it's a kind of scary, but that was a very, that was a very good description. So did, thank you. Did you start still kicking immediately after Aaron died? No, we started it. So we had traced the shirt, his um, thrift store shirt that says still kicking in like these faded letters. It was clearly homemade. I like to imagine for like somebody's grandpa's 100th birthday and he wore it like ironically you know it was the kind of heyday of ironic t-shirts and I still have like 150 of his ironic t-shirts in storage in our basement but that was like his favorite one he didn't like me to wear it because I sweat too much and also he was afraid I would stretch out the arms the (laughs) arms so you know I don't wear it it's 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 hanging up in my office I think you saw it when you came to my house and um and so we started, we had traced it and we, you know, sold it on cottonbureau.com, which is one of my favorite companies and uh, given the money to bring cancer research. And we ended up selling like thousands of these. And the people at Cotton Bureau had uh, gotten in touch with me and said, look, we'll keep selling this shirt um, as long as you want us to. But I think, you know, that this could be more than a shirt. And so when you're ready to do your own thing, let us know and we will tell us everything you need. We'll tell you everything you need to know. And they totally did. 
Uh, so thank you to Cotton Bureau for um, Cotton to, Bureau to really Jay getting the plug. That's so great. To Jay and Kate really coming through and and truly connecting me with everything that I needed to know to to start this. And I did start it as first as an LLC because I'm lazy and I thought a nonprofit would be too hard. There's a form called like the nonprofit easy form. Like it's easy, <laughs> takes just as much time. And so I would not have messed up my taxes so badly had I not given all the money I made away oh, that first year. You. <laughs> exactly. Correct. My, my accountant was like, what, where's the money? I was like, I, okay, again, or how are you not following? Uh, I gave it away. Is that a problem? Did I collect tax? No, 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 no. Because I, the money's gone. Can we move on? Um, but Nora, when you started it, was it was there a self care element to it? I, I think like we've talked about like giving back and volunteering as part of a self care routine, and I'm and we've also had questions about grief and self care during yeah. grief. And I was I was curious if starting a nonprofit that supports people who are going through experience that you've been through was yeah. was did it like how did did it help you at all as you were moving through your experience with grief i think that the first thing you want to do when something terrible happens to someone you love is you want to fix it when you can't fix it you just want to do something yeah. and especially when someone dies everyone wants to do something make something like build their monument to the person that they loved and what I would tell most people now is don't, um, <laughs> don't do that, but <laughs> to find something um, that you care about, find somebody or some organization that is already doing that work and get in where you fit in with the work that's already being done. Mm, that's uh, good advice. Because it will be very, I, I think that having been around a lot of tragic stories and a lot of traumatic stories, everybody wants to, you know, I want to start a nonprofit. I want to start this like race. I want to start. I understand it. I understand that compulsion a hundred percent. And I also understand that most of them, I am, I think just making up this statistic, but I probably read it in a tweet somewhere close within five years because it will be hard to keep that, you know, momentum going. Oh, that's fascinating. Around around a person who, and I knew that from the beginning, Aaron really, he's my husband. He's, he's Ralph's dad. He, you know, is Nikki's uh, big brother. He's, he's Kim's son. And the people who love him will always love him, but still kick in is not Aaron. It's not me. It's something bigger. It has to mean something to a lot of people beyond just the person that you lost. And Aaron didn't want, um, want just to be a sad story, a story about somebody who died and, you know, he wouldn't want to be, he's the heart of what, of an, an impetus for still kicking, but it's not about him. It's about literally the fact that everybody will go through something really, really difficult and we don't get to pick it uh, and pick when it happens. So it was a way to take care of myself. I think it still is for me. I, you know, I feel really lucky I feel really lucky that Aaron, not that Aaron, you know, got sick and died. I feel lucky that he was diagnosed with incurable brain cancer and had health insurance. And that even though he didn't have life insurance, we had, you know, enough people in our lives and enough people who had people in their lives who could all give an average of, I think, like 10 or $12 and create a life insurance policy for us. Yeah. Somebody made an, an online fundraiser. If you look through all those 
you caring pages, all those GoFundMe pages, we are all crowdsourcing our way through death and sickness. And most people don't have a network to tap to save them. So I am one person. I cannot change, um, you know, all of these really unjust policies and systems uh, within, you know, the American um, economy and, uh, and our healthcare system. Although I am, I I just, I'm very interested. I don't know what lobbying is, but like, get me in there. I I think I should do it. Um, It sounds hard and stressful, but it also sounds sounds like hard and stressful. Something you'd you'd be good at. Yeah. You're convincing. Doesn't it? It just sounds like I love yelling. I feel like I just, I love getting fired up, but what I can do is I can help, you know, I can help a person like get through this and it feels really good for people to feel seen and heard through their difficult thing. And it's not all going to be cancer. It's not all going to be cancer. So, you know, we, we help a lot of people through a lot of uh, different and difficult situations. And um, I just hope that we honestly just inspire people to do whatever they can. Like you don't have to fix everything. Like you just have to start with whatever you can do. So getting back to grief, Kate, I know this, I know, you know, this Dory, I know, you know, this, when people say like, what can I do? to somebody like the answer is like well what can you do like just pick your thing put it back to them Mm -hmm. that's a good way i love that that's such a good way to handle that question yeah because that's like like, and before you ask someone just think like what can i do if what you can do is show up to somebody's house and mow their lawn without even asking do that yeah Mm. like Um, if what you can do is give twenty dollars to their go do that so sorry, I'm, I'm, no, I is, lo- is this my podcast? Welcome <laughs> to Forever 35. It is, it is uh, your podcast. This is our Minneapolis bureau. Yeah. <laughs> Minneapolis correspondent. Yeah, Minneapolis correspondent checking oh, man. in. I would, I would die for that. I just, I'm not pitching you. I'm just saying that nobody loves your podcast more than the two of you and me. Dora, you had a question? I did have a question, Nora, which is let's talk about your podcast because I'm wondering if this, a similar impulse that led to Still Kicking was also what drove you to create Terrible Things for Asking or if it was something completely different. No, it's, it was it was the same. It was, you know, I Still Kicking was primarily Aaron's idea. He wanted to use that shirt and that phrase to help people I basically just fine-tuned it and with the help of Lindsay Wenner who's our COO just got it over the finish line got it started got it going and we get a lot of messages from a lot of people and I do too because I've written about you know um, my life and uh, terrible thanks for asking just came out of that same inbox where I'm like I can't you know I can't help every single person through every single thing but I do think that there's a lot of value in being able to help somebody else feel seen and heard and to create things. Uh, and in, in the instance of terrible things for asking, that's an episode of a podcast that help people help illustrate like a specific, help illustrate a general feeling through a specific story. So that I'm creating shows that, you know, help help people build empathy for a situation they haven't been in yet, or help people point to something, point to this episode and say, like, look, like, this isn't exactly what I went through, but it felt like this. Yeah. But do you, uh, you know, 
when when we I feel like sometimes when we talk to people who are constantly processing other people's trauma, it, it's also sometimes hard for them to think about their own self-care. So I'm wondering if that has been like, has that been hard for you to always oh. be talking with people about like these really hard things they've gone through? And how do you deal with that? I truly listen to your podcast. <laughs> oh, boy. I do. Aww. I really do. It's so soothing to me. Um, I love it so much. I listen to your podcast. I listen to I listen to a lot of lighthearted things, Too Beautiful to Live, TBTL, oh, one of my know. favorites. I don't know that one. It's a, it's a daily podcast. It Honestly, I love the guys who run it so much because it's kind of like listening to like just my two brothers talk all day, but I wouldn't do that if they were my brothers. <laughs> too beautiful um, to live okay that's a good recommendation too beautiful to live yeah it's 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 really hard to explain um i think if you if you like the show you'll like it and if you don't that's okay too but yeah it is a year ago i would have told you like no it's not hard at all like this is such an honor i love doing this work that's all true and it is really difficult yeah, like yeah. i do have days uh where i leave the studio and i'm like Oh, I've just been crying for four hours. Um, and then people stay with me. Like these stories stay with me. There's not a there there isn't a neat conclusion to these. Like they don't have um a neat and happy ending. And that is um, yeah, I'm just absorbing a lot all the time. And kind of we all are, no matter what we do, but especially if you if you choose to um you choose to just immerse yourself in the traumas of others um, for your job. But also like, what other job could I do after this? Like, could <laughs> I have gone back to writing tweets for a discount hair care company? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. But, well, it's interesting though, because yeah. some people, some people do. Oh, most people. I mean, my do. dad went back like, to his yeah. job, you know, a week, a week after my mom died, he was back in his office. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like that is that's how some people take care of themselves. Yeah. But I spend a lot of time alone and a lot of time in like, um, uh, I mean, I work from home, which is like why I'm talking so much because I'm just excited to talk to somebody. Um, <laughs> and I also, I mean, I listen to your podcast. I also read a lot of books. It just you feels read nice to like so sit many books and read. I, I read a lot of books. And what you, are you reading? You know, Right now, let me go to my little um, my little bookshelf. I'm about to wrap up the year of less by Kate oh, Flanders. Okay, how I stopped shopping, gave away my belongings, and discovered life is worth more than anything you can buy in a store. It sounds like it would be a little derivative, but it's very satisfying. I think in the same way that your podcast is that she chronicles like her um, first of all, like how her spending habits aligned with like her other habits of excess like alcoholism oh interesting and yeah and then like sort of like unwrapping those and sort of like diary-esque are, um, are you gonna stop buying things I mean I have stopped buying a lot of stuff and Dory you you have you have influenced me in that way like what do I actually need um and I mean I just started I'm starting an Instagram account today to sell some of the stuff I don't wear. Yes. It's like, <gasps> Nora, yes. You know, I'm like, I don't wear this and it's great. It's, you know, pretty good stuff. And I, um, I was like, it's great. It's good. Okay. Right. Your, good. your stuff is, is quality. Someone should buy <laughs> it. 
Right. And, um, and I just love the idea of like mailing it out and like giving it to like somebody who will love it. Yeah. Totally. Um, because yeah. it doesn't deserve to just hang up in, you know, the back of my closet. So especially your 10 by 10, I don't do that. I'm not, I'm not that, not that devoted to stuff, but I have gotten really good. I like, now I can see all the clothes in my closet and that feels so good. So it's the um, best feeling. It, it's the best feeling. Yeah. It's the best feeling. We're going to take a quick break from hearing from Nora for a word from our sponsor. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering crappiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay. I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving, that sun is coming at us at all times. OneSkin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. And now we're back with Nora. When I visited so, you in Minneapolis, when I was, I did your live show for Terrible Thanks for Asking, and you yeah, kindly tell people how you got to my house. You okay? kindly picked me up at the okay. airport and brought me a salad and also like a giant bottle of sparkling water, and mm -hmm. I ate the I salad in that. your car. I did that, didn't I? Yes, it was so mm -hmm. kind. And then we went back to your house, and you showed me all the products that you had purchased because of this podcast. But you have a great selection a of cool products. <laughs> But what's like your, you also, when I first met you, were wearing an amazing pink color pop lips, lipstick. I'll never forget Ooh. it. You had like bright pink lips and they mm -hmm. looked so good. So can you like take us through some of your faves? I feel like you're very comfortable with bold color choices, which I am uh, terrified yeah. of. And I would, I, I would am. be curious to know like, what's, what's in your bag? Like, what is your okay. thing? 
the color lip that I was wearing the day we met was L'Oreal Glossy Balm in Pink Me Up. I don't believe they make it anymore, but I have a good pun. Five that I've stockpiled that are still, which, (laughs) you know, a callback to uh, this week's episode for you guys. Yeah, I do buy multiples of things that I love that are inexpensive and it is not wasteful. It's actually more efficient. Right. Because you just um, have it there when you need it. Yeah. Yeah. Not- and if you have a color, especially a drugstore color, like there there are there are certain things that like, you know, Maybelline's not going to make this forever. Like, mm. will they probably repackage it and sell it as something else and rename it? Yes. But do you want to take that risk? So the colors that I'm wearing now, Maybelline, Maybelline, Maybelline. I'm so nervous to talk to you. Maybelline Lip Ink. Oh, I just it's, bought it's, a bunch of that. It lasts forever. I love it. So I have it in heroin um, with with the E. Okay, good. I was going to say, I was like, oh, <laughs> right? Maybelline. I know, just, yeah. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. very fucked up. Yeah. And that's a hot pink, okay. like really, really bright pink. And then I have it in uh, Lover. I might have gotten these like transposed, which is like a great blood red, like a really blue red. Ooh. Are you a drugstore makeup only person? Like, are you um, loyal to the to drugstore or makeup? Or do you go to Sephora's? Okay, Look, first of all, so I love all your abreaves, Kate. Like, they're really catching up. I know, on. you know, I hope that was cool 10 years ago to abbreviate things. I don't know why I'm trying to bring it back. We're bringing it back. We're Circling bringing it around. Back. Can you guys hear that I'm, I'm currently in my bathroom because I feel like I gave you bad information. I know, that was great about information. the colors of my lipstick, and I'm, I'm panicking because I think heroin is the orangey red. Okay. Lover is the deep red. Then there's a hot pink. And where is it? It's in my car right now. I won't take you guys to my car, but. I could. Um, okay, what were we talking about? Oh, oh things I like. Yeah, no, you're only like, by a drugstore. Like, yeah, are you a drugstore brand loyalist? I love loyalist? going to Sephora in theory. Okay, but I'm not ashamed to say I am a drugstore beauty person yes. to the max. Like, no shame. You get high at Sephora's. I get high at CVS. I love it. Um, in the updated versions of Walgreens, although CVS is, I mean, it's better. Let's just. Let's just call it. I mean, it is. CVS a is a shopping experience. It is a New England company. Yeah, so. we don't have it much out here in California. No. We've got Rite Aids. We have. We, there's Ugh, a there's yeah. a big CVS at Third and La Brea. Lucky. Yeah, yeah. CVS is great. Target is great. Target is Target redesigning is great. all their and beauty, you, all their beauty sections. And I have gotten a lot of uh, the Pacifica stuff that Dory has recommended. Mm-hmm. I love Pacifica. My, my favorite overnight mask, which is Wake Up Beautiful, and I put that on on a plane. When you get off the plane, oh. you mm-hmm. <laughs> we're doing a lot of moaning this uh-huh. episode. A lot of I love. Wait, that. and also you live you live in the the Target. You live in Target HQ land. I do. So mm-hmm. do you have like super targets? Like are your are, so are all your targets. targets like amazing? When I visited oh. Minneapolis, my friend was like, Do you mind if we go to Target? My friend who lives there and I was like, Hells to the no. And it was a <laughs> beautiful Target. Oh, and we I yeah. bought Hunter everything. Oh, that's the Hunter Target oh, line. Heavenly. It was the same weekend. Mm. Guess what, Kate? I couldn't go because I was snowed in my house. <laughs> I was snowed. Me. we had to cancel the second show. Kate somehow was free and clear. They didn't plow where I live. I was, I was stuck here. I went snowshoeing. We snowshoed to Walgreens because my 11 year old had $20 and wanted a new lipstick. And I was like, if you want a snowshoe there, we'll go. She was up for it. Can we talk about her style? I was intimidated. Her style is, she's so fucking cool. And it gave me like all the hope for the future of the world. Yeah. 
and it, she shaved her head. Yes. Whoa. Yeah. And it looked so good. And she walked in after shaving her head and she goes, now I can't hide behind my hair. It was so self-aware. <gasps> oh my God. Does she want to be a guest on this podcast? Honestly, <laughs> she also, she's just getting into lipstick and she, she, she knows how to wear it. It's amazing. I love chic tweens. Nora, where did you get your beauty and self-care knowledge from besides this oh, podcast? Like, okay. was your mom into your self-care? Podcast. Heck no. Or your friends? No, um, no, no. Um, I got it from Seventeen Magazine, mm-hmm. the way we all did. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom sounds like a lot like your mom's where like I had to teach my mom how to curl her hair put on makeup. Yes. Um, like all that kind of stuff. And I think from a young age too, like VH1, um, they had so many shows about supermodels. Like we grew up in the heyday of supermodels. We did. So I think we true. need, like they, I have to give a lot of credit to just like the nineties glam look. You would not know it by looking at me, but I love like aggressive femininity. Like Cindy Croft, like kind of the Amazonian woman of the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. And even, you know, yes. Or like Linda Evangelista. Mm -hmm. I just love, like, I love truly like a real housewife look. I love just people who can put a lot of effort in. I think it's like a Kardashian, like a true glam. Yes. Yeah. Like I think, I think I was telling you kiddos, I hate the phrase like natural beauty as if it's like, somehow more valuable than like um than like if you wear makeup or something it's Mm -hmm. sort of like it just seems like a a strange way to I am with you on this Nora yeah almost like Nora when people call um vaginal childbirth or unmedicated childbirth natural like there's um like putting natural in front of something gives it an air of superiority right in the in the infertility community Mm -hmm. we refer to uh we don't call like sex conception natural okay we call it spontaneous right. oh i like that mm-hmm. oh. yeah because na- natural it's it's a it's a word that's really thrown around and it's oh. loaded it's a yeah, loaded so word it is very loaded but Nora, yeah, i'm also like i'm with you yeah, on like this whole spontaneous yeah right um i'm mm-hmm. with you on this whole natural beauty thing because i feel like lately also this like no makeup look has become kind of fetishized and i'm like mm-hmm. i like putting on makeup I like how I look I in makeup, it. you know, Same. and like, I love fake eyelashes. Yeah. I, I have my tattoos or my, I have my eyebrows microbladed, which is a fancy way of saying my eyebrows are tattooed. Oh, talk us through that experience. We haven't had anyone who's been microbladed on the show. Can you speak to that? Oh my goodness. Well, to answer everybody's questions, Emily at Brow Bar, Minnesota did my eyebrows. Probably my most frequently asked question. Um, it was wonderful I feel like I just wake up and my face is already on uh and it's been over a year they're still here they last between one and three years the process it's not as if I mean we've all seen like older women with tattooed eyebrows Mm -hmm. and it looks like their eyebrows are tattooed on this is not using um like a tattoo gun it's basically like a small micro blade like almost like a tiny exacto knife that's like dipped into ink and like little stripes of hair, like little hair is drawn onto you. Um, so it feels like your face is being scratched by a cat. So it's not, <laughs> it's not terribly painful, but it did make me sneeze a lot. So, huh. um, and how long yeah, does the to... process take? Like how many minutes per each eyebrow does it take to blade it? 
I think I was probably there for an hour. And so we do, you know, she does the first, the first appointment, you go home, you heal in a couple of weeks, you go back and she like does any touch-ups and that's, in, that was included in the price. And I don't know if every practitioner does that, but that's how Emily does it. And what is, um, what is the price? Oh, I don't remember. I feel like it's like around the $400 mm -hmm, range. Mm -hmm. That's an investment. Um, it is. It is. Um, and it lasts for like, you know, anywhere between one to three years. And if you're a person who does like a lot of eyebrow maintenance, like getting your eyebrows dyed every couple months, um, you know, maybe, maybe it just makes like a ton of, I did, it wasn't a financial decision for me. It's not like, oh my gosh, I'm spending so much time and money penciling in my eyebrows like clearly <laughs> I got the time like I've got the time and I've got six dollars but I just really love the way it looks wow that's so cool also I you're just, it's you're purely vanity well I have a I have a question you're very fair were your eyebrows also very blonde um no not really I've kind of I've kind of dark eyebrows oh, um I mean they're not okay. super dark but they're definitely darker than my bleached hair um <laughs> so <laughs> uh. Yeah. Uh, and I like, I like a, I like a, a sort of dramatic eyebrow. Now I'm looking at them like, maybe we should go get them touched up. They look but, great. I would, but, and the interesting thing about yeah. microblading is I, I wouldn't look at you and say you have thinly tattooed eyebrows on. They look just like your eyebrows. They do. They do. And she follows your natural shape, but she can also like add in like a little more shaping to them, which I, I needed because I'd overplucked yes. as a, mm. as a child of the nineties. Yep, we know, all I'd, did it. Yeah, ninety nine. We were like, who who wants eyebrows? No, give us what? a thin straight yeah, pencil the line, thinnest line. Oh, that was a mistake. An upside down Nike symbol. We were oh, so yeah. we were all misled. But you know what's oh. interesting? The nineties style is back right now. Do you? But but bushy thick eyebrows along with it. It's like this generation figured out the fashion's right. terrible. They were like, no way. <laughs> they were like, you guys really, yeah, fucked up those brows. Yeah, the brows are rough. Well, Nora, is there any other? self-care thing you want to share with our audience this has been oh, incredibly God. informative oh thank you are, are you trying to get me off the phone because yeah, it's not gonna happen this is a three-parter <laughs> just kidding um that would actually be you've got to we were gonna try yeah. to do this in la but we couldn't oh, make it happen but the next time you're here yeah you're gonna lifestyles. you're gonna be a repeat you guest. are the minneapolis correspondent you're the minneapolis oh wait correspondent. i please i did actually May have a I question please. nora yeah so yes. a lot of our guests i think almost all of them have been located in either Los Angeles or New or we've had a few New Yorkers, one San Francisco. I, I, I yeah. apologies if I'm missing somebody's hometown, mm -hmm. but I'm interested if you, and, and here in LA, it's, you know, woo woo central. Everybody is, you know, like having crystal facials and, and it's self-care is like the number one theme of Los Angeles. We're all like hiking right. and, you know, it's, it's a thing, but in the Midwest, how do you think people approach self-care? Do you think it's, it's different there than it is here? I mean, is there kind of a, a, a... I mean, it's a little woo here. It just sort of depends. I think, you know, because of like the internet and specifically Instagram, like, don't worry, we're all rubbing crystals on ourselves. I'm glad uh, to know that's here. universal and all over America. <laughs> it's it's universal. Um, but I think it's, it's really hard for, I think I would have really enjoyed about your show and the conversation is that Sometimes it feels when you hear self-care used broadly as if it's just like eating a salad and taking a bath. But I like that the two of you really like are, are 
I don't know, just, I, it feels like it's helped me understand self-care more too. Um, uh, that it's not just um, like the things that you buy for yourself, but also like the decisions that you make about the way that you live. Yeah. And how you spend your time, um, how you choose to spend your time. Right. And I think for a long time, like I've, like, I, I think that it's very hard for people to um, like protect their time. Um, so I don't know how everybody, you know, I can't speak on behalf of like the entire Midwest, but um, we'd like you to, like, yeah, that's your role, but, I would, but you know, but it won't stop me. It won't stop me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I mean, it's not as woo. I wish, I wish that it were easier to, you know, like I, what I love about LA, I'm like, God, anything that you want to do nicely for yourself is just very easy to do there. Like very easy. Yeah. It, yes. Almost um, too easy. Yeah. I mean, if you have the means, I mean, that's part of the, yeah. the challenge I think with like one thing I am interested in as we keep talking about self-care is is doing it in a way that's not financially burden burdensome is burdensome a word yeah okay great it is um because i do think it can start to be like how like if i buy 50 million creams yeah but that doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily that doesn't bring happiness no but it it is it can be nice yeah but what is it used to be a major spender and like sort of in the name of like well like you know my husband's dead (laughs) like right so Mm -hmm. so why shouldn't i have like so many things. Um, and I, that was I do this with IVF. I'm like, yeah, I'm going through IVF. Yeah. I deserve this. I'm like, I you know what? It. A lot of times I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you do. And you know what? And for me, what I deserve more is like, I think the number one thing that takes away from like my well-being is um, feeling like I am obligated to people that I'm not obligated to. Yeah. Slow clap. I don't care who you are. I don't care whether or not you have a podcast that people listen to or how many people follow you on Instagram. Like there are people who are acting as if your time belongs to them and it doesn't. So this is people who are like, Hey, just quick question, but I want you to drop everything and answer something that I can Google myself. Um, these are people who, you know, really uh, like suck the energy out of you. People that you don't want to like be around and engage with. And like, maybe you're just sort of like following them on Instagram out of obligation, or maybe they're people that you have brunch with, even though like you would really prefer to just spend that time at home alone. To me, the number one self-care has just been saying no. Yes. Like just not doing oh everything that we're is, all just raising our I hands think that is also the perfect note to end on <sighs> thank just you nora no. just say no um this was just such a pleasure no. nora you remain just the best yeah you are the best I, I cannot tell you how much i love this show without sounding like a dangerous person <laughs> Well, uh, we're going to get off the phone now. Yeah. Hey, I it was great yeah. talking to you. I know where you live, but I feel that way about your podcast. You truly know where I live. Um, this is called the Minnesota Goodbye. It's where you've tried to say goodbye to me twice. Oh, I love not Minnesota. Hey, okay. um, Nora, where can yeah. listeners find you um, aside from in Minneapolis? But where can people find you and all the amazing projects you have going on? Yeah. Um, my Twitter and Instagram are Nora Borealis. I feel like that's probably the best, best place to find me. I have a podcast called Terrible Thanks for Asking. I have two new books that are going to come out next year. Two new books? Two new books. Yeah. 
Man, you are creating up a storm. So, well, I mean, you know, uh, create or die. Uh, it's part of my like. It's part of my midlife crisis. Is just you know, Aaron died when he was thirty-five. Now I'm thirty-five. Yeah. Aaron is literally forever thirty-five. <gasps> Weird, That's we didn't get into right. that. So I'm just like, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta, just do everything that I want to do because someday I will die, and then also I have to do nothing that I don't want to do because who the fuck cares? Yeah, honestly, it's so like just say no to people that you don't want to be around and things you don't want to do, like. You do not have to say yes to everything. I, I not think, everything is an opportunity. People want to position everything as an opportunity. It, it's not an opportunity if it doesn't feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, I cannot agree with you enough and I need to take your advice. Yes. Yeah. If it doesn't make you money or make you happy, you're not doing it. And preferably, preferably it's both. But, you know, my kids don't make me any money yet. Not yet. And, uh, They're going to be I future Instagram influencers, though. Oh, God. Um, Nora, we love you and we will I love adore you. We will love, we will talk to you soon. All right. Okay. Uh, all right. This is okay. This is the real, this, okay, is, this the is the real is goodbye. This is the real goodbye. Goodbye. All right. All We're right, doing bye, it. Guys. Thank okay, you so bye. much for calling, for letting us do this. And yeah, do I time really hang up? Or yeah. Are we just ending the podcast or are we ending everything? The conversation? We, okay. Not our friendship. Okay. Not our friendship, but, okay, um, good. okay. You got stuff to do. You're on a sketch. Okay. <laughs> Bye. So it was great to hear from our Minneapolis uh, correspondent. Nora McInerney. Nora McInerney. Representing the great state of Minnesota. Yeah. Do you know what Minnesota's state like name is? Because I don't. You know, like. the lone, It's the other Lone Star State? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know, but I don't think I know many of them. Yeah, I don't I, either. Massachusetts is the spirit of America? No, it's the Bay State. Oh. <laughs> the spirit of America is the spirit of Massachusetts. What is that? A song the I know? The spirit of Massachusetts is the spirit of America. So, Kate, the, mm-hmm. last week you were going to do a minute of leg stretching. How did that go? I was not great at timing myself, mm-hmm. but I did manage to stretch more every day. That's amazing. I feel a little bit better, too. Yeah, I how have- are your hammies? My hammies are good. The interesting thing for me is that when I stretch my legs, it helps my back pain. Oh, so sure. I feel like it's just a necessary thing I should do every day. I love that. Stretching is key, right? Yeah. I just always forget to do it. Yeah. But it, it did help me just to rem- like be a little bit more intentional and remember to do it every day. That's so great. I will say a minute is a lot longer than you think it's going to be. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? Uh, how are your piano jams? They're going great. I got to tell you, I've just been tickling the ivories. <laughs> I hope you say that in every conversation. This, this, I've been tickling the synthetic ivories. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, some days I play more than others, but it's, you know what? It really helps that it's right in my office. Yeah. Have you written your own, uh, your own music yet? No. Are you going to? Probably not. Okay. You know, that was never something that I was like, even when I was like playing piano as a kid, that was never something that I was interested in or wanted to pursue. Like I really enjoyed, I like, I enjoy playing the piano, but I'm not a songwriter. I'm not a music writer. Um, so yeah. So, you know, I enjoy what I enjoy. What's your intention for this coming week? Kate, I'm going to copy you. No way. Yeah. I'm going to do the leg stretch challenge. Oh, are you really? Yes. Oh, I'm so honored. I am because I'm sick of 
like feeling so tight in my hamstrings. That feeling when you get out of bed in the morning and you're like hobbling yes. because your body is so tight. I don't want to feel that way anymore. So oh I'm going to do God. that. Be the change. Be the change. How about you? Okay. Here's what I wrote down. What if I meditated once this week, just once? I really like meditating, but I never do it. Mm. And I struggle with this feeling of like, this is a waste of time. I could be doing, I have a whole list of things I need to get done. I have a huge to-do list. Why am I sitting here instead of doing my to-do list? So, but, but meditating always makes me feel really good. I really like it. I love how it makes me feel. So my thought was like, just do it once. Just do it once. Just do it once. That's it. One thing for, for the whole week. I feel like I can do it. So I'm going to just try to get one meditation session in a week. I know it's not um, necessarily impactful in the way that like meditation fanatics, you know, they say you need to do it every this day. This is how it starts. And this is how it starts. So that's a song. <laughs> um, are you going to do it in the morning or at night? I don't know. Or in the middle of the day? I think I'll have to do it in the middle of the day. Oh, but it's okay. very, I find it very hard to like be going, going, going. And then all of a sudden be like, it's my meditation break. It's just hard for my brain to shut down, but maybe that's the reason I need it. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe I need that, that break of like calming my brain, taking a minute to reset. So I don't, I don't actually know when I should do it. Morning is very tough for me because I'm very self-conscious. Like I can't go and meditate and know that like my kids could just stomp in at any minute or my husband's going to yeah, get yeah, up yeah, and go yeah, pee. Yeah. Like it's just, yeah. I need to be alone. Yeah. And so my thought is to do it um, when everyone's gone. Okay. Well, I'm going to try it once and I'll see how it goes. Well, I can't wait to hear. I will report back. I might Great. be super zened out by next week. I look forward to it. Friends Forever 35 is hosted and produced by Kate Spencer and Dory Shafrir. And pa- again, <laughs> I did it again. Produced. Now, what's frustrating to me is that I'm able to say produced. Do you know what I think it is? It must be the cadence of the sentence. I think it's coming off of chiffrier. Oh, it's hard. It's too many R's. So many R's to go from chiffrier to produced. I'm not sure my lips can do it. Do you want me to say it? I mean, I I like owning produced. Okay. So listen, Sammy produces and edits this show. (laughs) Sammy Junio. Please leave us Apple podcast reviews. It really does help people find the show. And next week, we talk to the wonderful YA author, Maureen Goo, who turned me on to a lip product, which I've since purchased and can't wait to talk more about on this podcast. She also brought us wonderful gifts. She did. Bye. Bye. Bye.